Yeah, and it's all like, make over your loft and like, Refinery29 articles for like the 20-something trying to have it all in New York. I'm like, no! <laughs> completely unrealistic. Like, I drive a Honda CRV in the middle of Newark, Delaware. That's not my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Welcome to So Now What, a podcast all about that awkward time in your early 20s right after college when you don't really know what the hell you're supposed to be doing. For the first time, your life hasn't been scheduled by an office literally called the scheduling office. You'd think having all this unscheduled free time would be liberating, but you're broke and in debt, so that can be kind of a setback. I'm Katie DeFiori, your host, a 22-year-old just trying to figure things out and making a podcast while doing so. Maybe we can figure things out together. All the guests on this show, including myself, are just like you, tired, confused, and Netflix queuing like there's no tomorrow. Just a side note, folks, for this episode, I also have a dog guest in addition to my human guest, and so you might hear some dog-related sounds throughout the episode. So whenever you hear an annoying sound, just think, well, it's a cute dog, so it's fine. Let's get started. For this episode, I'd like to welcome my friend Megan Bittinger and her beautiful dog, Bella. Hi, Bella. She's ignoring me. Cool. Um, Megan is a medical community engagement liaison at YWCA Delaware, a nonprofit dedicated to eliminating racism and empowering women. To start out, Megan, why don't you just take me through your journey? Um, you know, what were some of the big moments that got you to where you are today? I don't know that there's a particular time. I feel like in that really first year, year and a half, however long it is for people, for me, it was about a year and a half between when I started seriously interviewing for the couple positions I was going to end up in, graduating the long three and four months of unemployment after graduation, and then just that first year in your job are just so many of those little moments. It's not one big defining thing. Yeah. It's just it's so many little things because um, it goes from you feel like you've lived at home forever and you've been jobless forever and it's going so slow, but then you realize – oh, it's been three months, or <laughs> realistically, it's not that long. <laughs> it's not years have gone by. Um, and then the second you start, it goes by so fast. But I think it's because that learning curve of learning how to adult goes from zero to 100. Mm-hmm. You have to automatically learn everything in a very short amount of time, personally and professionally, simultaneously. Like you have to figure out your first – how to do your time sheet and monthly report at the same time as your first time paying rent, signing a lease, and your toilet broke for the first time. And you're like, just, can one of you just calm down and be easy? But you're trying to learn everything all at once. There's no grace period or kind of easing yourself in. It just goes nothing to diving right in. Um, so, so much of it is just learning on the fly and just using every resource you have. I got very lucky being at the YWCA of Delaware um, because we have free financial counseling counseling and housing counseling, which teaches the fundamentals of like savings, debt, credit, money management. And I knew the basics, but I was just making my budget off of like nerd wallets, like young professionals tools, which were helpful. And it turns out I was doing the right things. But now that I'm sort of past that first year in job of like, oh, I got to start 
like planning for the future now. <laughs> like I was able to sit with someone and talk about how to maximize my credit and like diversify my savings and build a portfolio and start saving for a house and That's some big ju- fancy right adult words there. <laughs> but they're not because when you have someone that does it professionally and is willing to break it down and just tell you in plain English, step Mm -hmm. by step, what that looks like, you go, oh, that's like three things. It's literally like fill out, I filled out a form and made a phone call and I have my retirement plan done. Oh, wow. Like it's not, (laughs) it's not scary. Yeah. But yeah, it's so many firsts. Cause I remember right when I moved in, it was maybe around this time last year. There's always like, you feel like you get it. And then something happens that you're like, oh, my God, I'm so over my head because I was doing well in my apartment. Like, it was cool. You, like, buy your furniture and it starts to look like a home. (laughs) And, like, you know, I was there at work maybe a month and a half. I thought, okay, I'm getting into it. I'm not a newbie. I know, like, where the toilet is and, like, how to fax something. (laughs) Um, And then it was, like... Things got crazy at work all of a sudden, but at home it was like within two weeks, all our washers broke and I had like a load of clothes that was soaked in detergent that I couldn't wash and I couldn't do some other way. And then my smoke detector broke one night, it's like three o'clock in the morning and it's going off as if something's on fire and it's hardwired to the ceiling so I can't get it out and I like ripped it out and I was calling maintenance and pile of soaked clothes. I was like, I can't do it. I went to work, my coworker, and I was like, how does insurance work? I have to move. <laughs> and it was just like, and it's such this kind of ebb and flow of, I got it, I am crushing it, adulting win to oh my god I can't do it I can't do this job I didn't I thought I was right for it I thought I love this apartment I need to move Mm -hmm. and I think you just have to understand that highs and lows are going to change daily weekly monthly (laughs) I think I have to like friends are coming to me that are about a year younger graduated maybe a year six months earlier than I did with oh my god I'm not in the right field I'm freaking out I can't do this and I feel so dumb saying wait it out. (laughs) Let it happen. It's going to happen. I know it's not helpful. I hear myself that it's not helpful. And I know when I was going through it, that would not have been helpful, but you, it just is part of it. (laughs) And it's so terrible thing to say of like, it's kind of like your freshman year of college of like, some nights it's going to be awful. Some nights it's going to be great. (laughs) And then when you, when everything calms down, you got it. You're almost at that one year mark. You adopt a 16 week old puppy (laughs) would not recommend. (laughs) And then everything goes back to pure chaos and ups and downs emotionally, financially. Yeah. Well, I feel like that was your benchmark. You were like, I need a dog. (laughs) My, I had a plan. I had one year because my one year mark would have been my 23rd birthday, one year in my apartment and one year at my job because though all three of those things happened <laughs> on one day last year or within a long weekend. And that was my benchmark. One year, I, w- if I was still good at work. I was funded. I still like my apartment. I was going to adopt maybe a one to three year old from a shelter already crate trained, already spayed, already had their shots. Then I get a text in the work group chat of, hey, 12-week-old rat terrier uh, needs home if not going to shelter tomorrow. And then your life changes all over again. (laughs) Cool. So if you could talk more so about um, the time right after you graduated and you were on the job search still, 
and just talk about what that was like? I studied, so I went to University of Delaware and they do a J term or winter session. So ours is kind of skewed for everyone else's. Mm -hmm. So I was abroad during that winter session and I was like, I'm a senior. I'm not caring about anything like bank accounts be damned. But like also (laughs) I had been saving for over a year. So not really. (laughs) It just felt like it. (laughs) (laughs) But secretly had budgeted. (laughs) Um, So I wasn't looking at all. I was like, I'm just going to let this be my last kind of hurrah before everything's terrible. Mm -hmm. And then I applied to my first job the weekend after I got back. (laughs) Um, So that was the end of January. I applied to – I was applying weekly at least to at least one – probably more jobs since January. Didn't get my first interview until May, um, which felt so long because we were also so late compared to other schools who Mm -hmm. end in April, May, and people were already having jobs and having interviews back in March, April. Um, But luckily the field that I'm in, you know, there's no kind of season. It's not like a teaching where the hiring period is a definite set period for the new school year. I work in nonprofit, so it's kind of just as positions open, they need to be filling them. So it was nothing for me three or four months, and then all of a sudden I had three within a couple weeks of each other. Um, and it was, of course, right around finals time for me. So I'd have an interview one day, a day later, two finals, an interview, two finals. And I was traveling for interviews too, because I was interviewing around where I went to school, here where I'm from, around Hershey where I have family in Virginia, around D.C. I was applying anywhere I had. If I got a job, I could quickly move and stay with someone (laughs) and figure out the living later. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that was a hot mess. And it was, of course, again, it's like zero to 100. You have nothing and then you have everything at once. And then I heard nothing. So I thought, yeah, right before I graduate, this will be great. I'll have a job. They'll get back to me. They said, we'll let you know. Silence. Graduation happened did what I thought was absolute failure of moving back home because I had done everything right. I thought I had really good grades. I graduated with honors. I had two internships in my field. I had work experience. I had taken my resume and sampled my cover letters to career services. Um, They had offered me a job on the spot of teaching cover letter writing workshops after seeing mine. So I thought, okay, so I'm doing all the right things. (laughs) what's happening yeah (laughs) and I think that made it worse of I had done everything right so someone's (laughs) supposed to give me a job now (laughs) that's how it works (laughs) when you do all the things you're supposed to do Uh um so I moved back and it felt horrible um and I happened to be going on vacation with my extended family which was nice but I also didn't feel like I kind of deserved it I was like, what am I vacationing from? Just unemployment, living with my parents? Like, what What do I need this vacation for? But I was like, I'm also bored out of my mind, mm-hmm. so I'm going to go. And while I was on vacation, I got an email from one of the people I'd interviewed with back in May for a second round. And then when I had gotten back around – this was around 4th of July weekend. I had another one for the end of July. And then – Two about two weeks went by and I had three offers within a week of each other. But I thought I, I was just hoping for one. And then of course you have to pick and that right. pressure of, oh my God, if I pick the wrong one, 
I am setting myself up for failure. Right. Like, what if, what if, the, what if the other one was the one, and I would always be thinking about, oh, if I had only taken the other one. But one was part time, and the other two were full. So right off the bat, I knew that wasn't, you know, going to be realistic. Because I also was living with my parents now from May to August. I wanted to get out, so right. <laughs> part time was not an option. Right. Um. But one was really everything I was kind of looking for. It was in the location I wanted. It was back where where I'd gone to school by University of Delaware. And I accepted that one really when I got it. And I remember I read the offer, like the email four times through just to make sure that before I said anything to anyone, I really had this job. Like not only the email, but the offer letter. Like I really wanted to know <laughs> that I had this. You've developed trust issues over time with all these... <laughs> and with my boss currently now, yes. <laughs> and I always, I tell her to this day, I find ways to bring it up of anytime we talk about my grant or when I started or the hiring process, I say, you know, it's your fault I was unemployed for that long. You mm. could have hired me back in May when you interviewed me. Right. <laughs> we could have gotten this started a whole lot sooner. Right. <laughs> I say, I blame you for that four months. <laughs> of unemployment I could have graduated with a job I didn't have to move out I could have stayed I could have started right away Mm -hmm. but no you had to take your time (laughs) cool so before we wrap up um do you have a struggle story that you could share so a story of a time when you needed to adults and you didn't really know what the heck you were doing it's all struggle yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's just so much struggling it was just a year of struggle but oh my god, I'm trying to think of, honestly, professionally, I probably didn't struggle that much because I was already in the field. Um, so I haven't really stepped in it that I think I did, at least. <laughs> I don't think I've screwed up professionally that much. Your boss is listening to this podcast. She's like, I think it's a I have. Yeah, she's a lawyer. She'd be like, I have a counter argument. <laughs> it's like also a lot of things that you think you can do alone. And you realize, oh, crap, I do need help. Like, every time I want to purchase furniture, I realize I have to think it through. Of, I live in a third-floor walk-up by myself. <laughs> if I cannot purchase something I can carry, also open both bottom door and top door with my key while holding the door open and carrying the piece of furniture, I either can't buy that piece of furniture or I need to schedule it around a time when a friend or coworker is also free, have it delivered, because there's also certain hours you can only pick up at the office to have furniture delivered mm. and confidently carry it up the stairs. Bella's cage, when I brought that home, it's an extra large dog crate that I horribly carried, tried to carry up the stairs. I've dropped many Costco-sized things almost on my dog. <laughs> We've had some close calls. Some of that was your fault, though. She's talking to the dog, not me. No, it was your fault, Katie. From afar. From afar. God damn it, Katie. I thought she dropped something. My first thing I thought when I dropped my Costco box. Damn it, Katie. (laughs) Haven't seen you in six months. Damn it. (laughs) Even the little things, like when I bought my first Christmas tree, I didn't buy a real tree, but I bought a fake one. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize it came, like, vacuum-sealed closed. So I spent hours trying to assemble it i did it wrong putting it back together and you have to like individually pry apart every branch and every little thing of it it was just a sea of fake pine needles everywhere (laughs) there was like cheesecake factory delivery 
I now know anytime I start a project, have a whole bottle of wine ready because <laughs> that makes it hurt a lot less when you can adult. But you feel like you're adulting because you're that like white chick with a bottle of barefoot mm-hmm. that you're just swinging out of. So somehow it helps on so many levels. I tried to assemble my desk so many times. I had to bring it up in pieces. I had to order it to my parents' house, disassemble it here out of the box, put it in my car, drive it back to Delaware because I knew I couldn't carry it, put it, bring it up the third floor walk up piece by piece <laughs> with the dog and then trying to assemble it. I was probably in tears because you know when you get everything together and there's the last little piece or two that has to fit just does not fit and you think all of your independence is just riding on this, <laughs> this one little nut bolt fitting into this little socket with the teeny tiny little wrench they give you yeah. why doesn't someone make a full size of that wrench <laughs> they're all the same and if you can't get i that blame together. ikea and right if i can't get this desk perfect or this bookcase builder this christmas tree up I, I failed, I failed as, an as an adult, adult, as an independent woman, it will all come crashing down. <laughs> like when I try to take all the groceries in one trip and then struggle so hard, yeah, yeah. I have to live with that decision. <laughs> and then it just, it's a matter of being stubborn and bullheaded of I will do this. Mm. I can't, but I will. <laughs> this could have been so much easier, but I refuse. Any last minute advice, Megan? before we wrap up here use whatever resource your organization company local nonprofit community center has if it's enrolling in retirement if it's your 403b if it's insurance if it's financial counseling housing counseling resume prep interview prep open workshops even if you think you know everything or you can get it somewhere else take advantage of it you don't stop learning just because you're not a student now is the time where you need to learn as much as you can, particularly if someone's offering something for free. Never turn it down. Even if you think you're crushing it on your resume and in interviews, it doesn't hurt to take a workshop. If you know how to balance a budget, learn one or two things that could make it a little bit easier or a trick you never knew before um, or maybe one tool that's better than the one you use. It's not a waste of time. It's worth it just take advantage of every resource you have if you have an hr person who offers to walk you through your benefits for your insurance don't just read the packet actually go talk to them ask Mm. questions you're going to also give a better sort of impression of yourself by taking advantage of those resources by saying i'm investing in myself as a professional this is someone that goes the extra mile wants to do better isn't just here for an entry level is going to leave or they have a plan, they have goals, and they take steps to achieve it. Just working smarter and not harder. That's like one year in. After you get settled and the chaos <laughs> returns to come some kind of like new equilibrium. After you figure out how to set up the Christmas tree. Yes. <laughs> cool. Just get a live tree. Don't put plastic in your house. <laughs> Ignore your apartment regulations. Get a live tree. They don't check. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of So Now What? I hope you found it entertaining, enlightening, and or relatable. If you really related and would like to be a guest on So Now What, please reach out. My email is in the description of each podcast episode. I'd love to hear from you. 
If there is a specific topic you'd like to hear about, also reach out and let me know. I love any and all suggestions. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play, and keep coming back for more every Tuesday.